This is the Freddie and Harry Podcast on ESPN Radio. And greetings and salutations, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. Got my man, Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Together, we're presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80. And don't forget about telling your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. We love having football conversations each and every Friday about this time because that means that Sam Acho, ESPN football analyst, joins us in studio. Hit him on Twitter, the Sam Acho. First things first, we get the football. Me and Harry saw the purple jacket you wore, and we're like, oh, yeah, that's that's the stuff right there, Sam Macho. That's the stuff, brother. I, I appreciate it, brother. I've got a couple compliments on the jacket, which I truly do appreciate. But just like you were saying before we you know, pressed record, before we started, my wife actually picks out what to wear. Uh-huh. She's like, yeah, here you go. I'm telling you, and it makes it easy because that's less time spent for me trying to figure out figure out what to wear more time spent for me watching film to make sure my takes is right to uh-huh. make sure the suits is right okay sounds good but but, it, but isn't it isn't it dope though like w- when your wife can you yep. know pick yep. those things out for you because they yeah. clearly have a better eye than all of us have bro and i love when my wife makes suggestion hey you need more colors colors bring out your complexion more I love that kind of stuff. So shout out to all our wives and everybody else wives out there who help y'all get right or significant other. Bro, I, give them shout out. I couldn't agree more. So we're going through we, we, we moved right to Texas and it's mm. been a good move. But there have okay. been some issues with the house and things we didn't know about and all these different things. And mind you, I, I work at ESPN. So there's some travel and all these things. Sure. So yesterday there was like all this stuff going on at the house. Mind you, we got four kids. Right. I have an eight year old, a seven year old, a five year old and a one year old. Right. Okay. And I'm here working. And there's like this person for the trying to fix fix the floor and the floors. This person, you know, trying to get the toilets and this person like coming in for like the walls and like she's literally project managing everything. <laughs> Mind you, I don't even like doing that. If I'm being honest, <laughs> and so like and, and, and that including picking up the kids, including like parent teacher conferences, all these things. So like you talked about the shout out piece of like little things that I don't maybe I wouldn't want to do or right. even stuff that like is hard. Being a parent is hard, right? Project managing people inside and outside of your house, trying to find a house or even picking out what to wear, or not to wear uh-huh. stuff like that is easy for some and hard for others. So right. I guess for me, I really just kudos to my wife for being able to handle all that. In addition to parenting for young kids mm. and pickups and drop offs and soccer practices nice. while also being like, yeah, like, to your, her husband, go work, like go be great. Like even today, I was like, not that, not that I wasn't feeling it, but you know, I don't know, maybe rest or sleep or whatever. Sure. And I was like, man, I'm not enough. I'm feeling. She's like, she's like, have you prepared? I was like, yeah. She's like, then go do your thing, go be great. And I was like, you know what, I will. <laughs> <laughs> but and, and Sam, and, and well I'll done. say this though, that that's how you know you have the right one for you too, Amen. right? Because they mm-hmm. want the best for you. But on your side too, you want the best for her. And I, and I'll tell you about me and my wife really quick. Like I. I my nephew lives with me now, so it, we have three kids. We have a 16-year-old, 7-year-old, 4-year-old. And when I get home, I see the stress on her face because she owns two businesses as well, so she's handling all that stuff. The kids drop off at different times. So I told her this weekend, I got to go to Miami tomorrow because I got to call the Patriots and, and Dolphins game. So I was like, you know what, honey? Uh, I'm, I called my parents, and, and they're going to help out and get the kids or whatnot. I was like, meet me down in Miami so we can have the long time. Okay. So we can have date night you know, tomorrow, and then Sunday after the game, we can have date night again, and then we'll go home on Monday. And little stuff like that they appreciate because it also lets them know that you see the grind and you see how hard they are working. Freddie, what does that look like for you? Oh, my wife's heaven, the road to heaven is sealed, dealing with me. 
and also that she has to deal with. Your wife, Harry's wife, my wife are all part of that wives club. They're saying, yeah, our men do their thing, but at the same time, they know that they hold it down. So believe yeah. me, yep. my, Denise, she does not have to worry about getting the pearly gates and the Lord going, mm-mm. <laughs> I got to worry about that. When I get there, there's going to be people going, yeah, that's him right there. Now, I got to worry about that when I get to the pearly gates. But Mrs. Acho, Mrs. Douglas, and Mrs. Coleman, mm-mm, they're all set as far as that goes. Count- you can trust and believe on that one. Count it all joy when you go through trials of various kinds. She's like, I went through a trial, man. Look at my husband. That's the trial of various kinds. That's when, the con- that's, when the, that's when God goes, not nah, keep yeah. on going. <laughs> Sam Acho, ESPN football analyst, joining us in the studio each and every Friday around this time in Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. When I say Michigan sign stealing sandal, scandal, excuse me, what do you say? Agreed. <laughs> I say yes. Uh, what do you want me to say? Yes. You know, amen is the way. Amen means agree. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's what I say. Everyone's, you know, I, I'm, I don't, when it comes to Michigan, I don't think I have a bias, right? I have a good friend of mine. He's a big Michigan fan. I have another friend who's a big, huge Florida fan, like whatever. I, I, I like, I like Michigan because I think they play good football. Right. And I love the way they play defense. So I don't think I have really a dog in the fight to say, well, man, this is, you know, I heard Aiden Hutchinson, right, who's with the Lions now, saying, man, it's us, not us against the world, but mm-hmm. we're the number one team. I saw there's a producer here from some of the shows. It's like, yeah, man, you know, it's the boosters. They're trying to, one of the boosters doesn't like Harbaugh, you know. But I'm like, man, just take out all the emotion and just look at the facts. Rules are being broken, right? So I, I get the scouting piece. Everyone scouts. Everyone tries to steal signals. But I don't think everyone goes to the extent of buying tickets to 11 different Big Ten football games of teams that Michigan is going to play in the future and going to those games or hiring people, having people go to, go to those games. I don't think everyone goes to the extent of getting seats on both sidelines right around the 50-yard line, elevated enough where you can see both sidelines where the coaches are having their signals. I don't think people go to the extent of actually having cameras, phones at those devices and spending the entire game recording the sideline. That's what those are the things that are being accused, alleged. Those things, right. that, some of it, there's actually pr- a lot of it. From what I understand, there's proof to it. So, sign stealing. Go ahead, steal your signs. But this, to this extent, no. Because coaches are saying, you, know, you heard Coach Prime, you heard oh, Nick yeah. Saban saying, even even LSU coach Kelly was like, well, this is why you got to have, you know, get the in in head microphones. Mm-hmm. Sure, yes, great, you do need that. But that doesn't absolve what is being done. So I don't think there's a target on. In certain, in certain ways, there is a target on Michigan's back because they're likely going to be the number one team in the college right. football rankings, if not two, when this stuff comes out on Tuesday. But outside of that, they're breaking NCAA by- bylaws that have been in place for years. You, coaches go to a large extent to do everything they can right up until breaking the rule because you don't want to get those infractions. This is above and beyond breaking those rules. And so when you say Michigan sign-stealing scandal, I say, yeah. I agree. And I just think it's it's very eye-opening how each week something keeps coming out more and more. True. And I don't think it's going to stop anytime soon. I think more evidence is going to come out. And, th- and I'll end on that note when it comes to Michigan and, and sign-stealing. I want to go to J.J. McCarthy, though, at the quarterback position for Michigan. Sam, what are some of the things that you're seeing for him? He had a throw last week versus Michigan State to a tight end and a tight window throw that just awed me and a lot of people on social media as well. How do you think he's playing and the chances that Michigan have to actually win a national championship? Let me say this. Win a semifinals game first because they haven't done that the last two years and basically have an opportunity to win a national championship in 2023. 
I couldn't be more excited for J.J. McCarthy. Mm-hmm. And I, watching him play, <clears throat> there's a cough button. I'm supposed to click the cough button. I didn't click my cough button. Okay. But yeah. watch, you're, watch. Still, you're still part of rookie camp when it comes to the show. <laughs> so we clearly understand. I can't, I can't find mine in this Utah studio, so I'm yeah. like, I got to wait till we go to break. <laughs> J.J. McCarthy's a dog. And he showed it. He's a, he's, a, he's a monster. And he showed it. He really showed it, I would say, two years ago when he would only get sparse, like a few snaps in the games, but he would take it like a 60-yard, like fourth and one, third and one quarterback draw. He would take it 60. It was like, whoa, who is this guy? Mm-hmm. Then little by little, it's gotten better and better. Now this year, you're seeing his arm be extremely live and him be extremely accurate. And it started, I would say, yes, this year, but last year in the Ohio State game. Remember, Michigan had over four plays of 69 yards, and some of them were runs, but some of them were deep passes. Right. Some of them were broken tackles, and that started with J.J. McCarthy. And so so I, I am extremely impressed. And you say some of the throws last week. It's been some of the throws all season for J.J. McCarthy. And I think his draft stock is definitely rising, especially with the landscape of what some other quarterbacks in college football are looking like. No doubt about it. Sam Acho, ESPN football analyst in studio, and Freddie and Harry in ESPN radio. By the way, Harry's in Salt Lake City for college game day. Oregon had a tough loss versus Washington, but they're still only a one-loss team. What do you think about their chances of making the playoff? Because the Pac-12, that's like the AFC this year of college football. Yeah, Oregon has three more ranked teams. So so I think their chances are are strong and, okay. and, and good. Great chances. Because they play a Utah team that is physical, mm-hmm. but Oregon's physical. True. They play a Utah team without their starting quarterback, which Utah has been fine up until this point, but Oregon has an offense that can score points. So it's not going to be like USC where you just kind of beat them up on defense. No, Utah... Oregon can hit you pound for pound and find a way to win this game with Bo Nix and Troy Franklin and, and Tez Johnson on offense, some of the great receivers. But if Utah, if Oregon wins this game, they have, they have USC later on in two mm. weeks, and mm. then they have Oregon State at the end of the season. Mm. Those are two other top 25 opponents. My point is this. That will keep them in a good standing when it comes to the college football playoff rankings. Number one, number two. When the rankings come out, the only loss they have right now, if they don't, if they don't lose, if they win this weekend, is to a Washington team that might be in the top four. Right. Number two, number three, they could make the Pac-12 championship and avenge their loss True. to Washington. Right. And now all of a sudden, the one team they lost to, they beat. Now all of a sudden, they're a one-loss conference champ, and that goes a long way when it comes to the to the college football playoff selection committee looking at who belongs in the playoff. I want to shift things to the National Football League. We had a Thursday night football game yesterday. Uh, Bills defeated the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I thought it was a much-needed win for Buffalo. Where are you when it comes to the Bills and where they stand in the AFC? I think two things. One, I'm trying to think where do I start. Mm-hmm. I guess start with the facts. They're still one of the top teams in the in the, in the the AFC, especially with Cincinnati kind of Dwindling, dwindling a little bit. Miami has looked good. They did beat Miami. The Jets are actually getting better, and they have a relatively easy schedule that going moving forward. I think they're 20th in strength of schedule, so it's not as hard as their first six games where they had the number one hardest schedule. Mm-hmm. So I still am high on Miami, or excuse me, still high on Buffalo. They just look tired. So I, like when in I say tired, it just seems as if like the joy of the game isn't fully there. Okay, and I'm not saying tired like physically, like oh man, but you know, football can be exhausting. And trying to be great can be exhausting. And then all of a sudden, all these lights and camera and action on you. Mm-hmm. And like it's like to me, it just seems like it's not as fun okay. as 
as it can be. And like Miami's having a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And maybe San Francisco, you see George Kittle guys having fun. But it just seems like they're not having fun. And granted, the fun is in winning. I've heard coaches say that all the time. And Harry, I'm sure, would agree. People say, man, it's fun when you win. And it's fun when you're playing well. Last night looked like it was more fun. But, man, I'm looking at some of the guys. I'm like, man, I want that joy. I want that joy to come back. Okay. You know what I mean? That fun, that freedom, that joy in in their game. I think that'll just help That'll just help their their play. So how did they get that back then? I think it's hard, man. I'm not going to lie to you. Like last yeah, year they went me, through let, a lot. Let me, let, me, let me say this really quick, though, because I think that's that's a part of the National Football League. Any football uh, that you look at, when it comes to the college level, the NFL level, when there's a lot of time demanded in it, that's the thing that I don't think fans understand hmm. because you're doing the same thing every day over and over again. And there have been times in my past where – I'll, I'll get to the facility early and I'll w- watch certain teammates walk in and you just see that exhausted on, on their face. So you try to do everything you can to make sure, you know, they don't have one of them days, but it's, it's, it's human. They're being, they're humans, mm. right? It's, it's natural. And we, Asante Samuel, I played with him and when we got in the stretch line, he used to make it so fun because he, he, we had this thing called question of the day. So if you was having one of those down days, his comedy, you know, would bring you up. <laughs> But the people don't understand, when you're doing the same thing over and over and over again, you're not going to always have fun, and you're not going to always like it. That's a part of it I think that people don't understand on the outside looking in, Sam. Yeah, that's real. And I think there is a, you know, something like, a okay, man, well, consistency, and it may not be fun per se, but I, 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 I just, I look at, I look at, and the Patriots won with that. You don't see a lot of guys having fun the Patriot way. They've never had fun. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so, like, yes, the fun isn't winning, but I just want to see the joy. I think joy is a better word, right? Like, I, I don't know. Yep. I, I played a little bit with, with some of the guys on the Bills, right? Played a little bit with the Bills, right? Spent my last part of my career just for training camp. Spent time before I went to Tampa Bay. But, like, there is a, a energy that I felt when I was there. Okay. Mind you, just training camp, right? I was there for training camp, and I finished with the Buccaneers. There was an energy. This is 2019, 20, right before COVID, right? So this has been some years, maybe changing in coaching staff, offensive coordinator, whatever. But that's what I want to see when I watch this team. And, of course, there's this microscope on Stephon Diggs. And mm-hmm. then, you know, there was something that was shown on the bottom line of, you know, Bills, mind you, were up in this. They were up in, like, the third quarter by, by a touchdown or 10-point something. And it was like, Stephon Diggs, third on the team in targets this game. I'm like, bro, who cares? Like, yeah. they're, they're, they're winning. You know what I mean? Why does it matter, like, okay, let's – Zoom in if he celebrates with his teammate on a touchdown. You know what I mean? Mm, so wow. I, that's I, maybe that's not maybe that's just me, but I, I think what I, I, I where do they stand? I think they're still one of the top teams in the AFC, hands down. But I want to see that joy. I want to see that that joy, that joy that happens when like not only you're feeling it and you're winning, but it's like you're it's like that second wind. You know what I mean? You know you'd be running and you get tired and you're like man like. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you okay. catch a second win. Absolutely, and you feel re- you feel reinvigorated. So, 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 yes, I want to see that. So, so, so let me ask this though: When it comes to the Bills, do you trust them right now? Because I'll be honest with you, mm-hmm. I I don't trust them right now fully. Now, can my mind be changed down the line? Of course it can. But right now, collectively, watching them in the last four weeks, I don't really trust them as a football team. I think I'm building that trust, and I think some of what we're talking about is so Matt Milano, who's one of their best mm-hmm. players on defense, mm-hmm. he goes down. Uh, Daquan is a Jones on the defensive line. Yep, He's down. Daquan Jones. Um, so Davis uh, White. Trey White. So Davis White. He goes down, and it's like Von Von just comes back from his ACL, but he's still not looking like the Von of old sure. yet. Um, you know what I mean? It's just like man, like, do I trust them? I think guys have to step up. Um, 
You know, we saw uh, uh, Shakir. Uh, Shamir, the wide receiver. Wide receiver. Khalil Shakir. Yeah. Yes, we saw him step up. But I'm just like, it will take time for those guys to rebuild their, like, who's going to fill in for Milano? Who's going to fill in for Trey White? Who's going to fill in for Jones? And as the season gets on, now, now you build more confidence and more trust. Great stuff by Sam Macho, ESPN football analyst in studio, and Freddie and Harry on ESPN radio. In our circle of trust, meaning me and Harry, these are the three teams we trust implicitly. Kansas City. Yep. Philadelphia, San Francisco. Okay. Make a case with somebody else. You can hear him think right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to make That's, a case right now. Yep. Right, right. That's why I use the words right now. It's hard to make a case yeah. right now. You could make an argument for the Jets. Oh, really? In a circle of trust? Ooh. Not as not like right now, but moving forward. Okay, because be, you mentioned easy schedule. They easy found their schedule, identity. They, I mean, look, they forced four turnovers on the Eagles last week. They forced three the week before. They forced four on the opening night versus Buffalo. So their defense so I'll, is I'll go, trending in the right direction. There you go. Uh-huh. And, and I'll go more in context with that because when you look at the quarterbacks that defense has faced, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, mm-hmm. they've made all three of those quarterbacks look normal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like convincingly mm-hmm. as a defense made them look normal, mm-hmm. and to think about how hard that is to do with the quarterbacks I just named. We just, two of them, and Patrick Mahomes and and uh, Jalen Hurts were neck and neck for the MVP last season, mm-hmm. right? Right, two of those and Josh were in Allen Bowl last year, it, exactly. So to make those offenses and those quarterbacks look normal, I, I can't ignore things like that when it comes to the Jets. Yeah, so I I would say like you can make an argument moving forward of like okay, I trust that I I don't think that defense will fade or falter. They did, mind you, those yeah. four three interceptions was without DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner, right? Who are back this week? We're back mm-hmm. this week. So argument for them. And that's that's kind of where you know I get excited about Miami. Okay, but when I think about trust, I'm like, man, like that 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 defense and then the run game. I think for the Jets, I get excited about when it comes to trust. But I can't make. I mean, yeah. that's just moving forward. You right. know what I mean? I, it's hard. It's hard what, to argue those teams that you just mentioned. What about the Ravens? Can you make a case for them? You could definitely make a case for the Ravens, especially the way Lamar's been playing in that offense. You know, but in the same way, it's hard to make outside of those three teams, even mm-hmm. Philly. Didn't play great last week, right? Like even Philly hasn't really found their footing. That's fair, right? Kansas City, okay, boom, trust, right? Detroit, we were excited and oh, down week. It's like mm-hmm. so, you can make a case for the Ravens, but it just go back to okay, the last three seasons, if I'm not mistaken, Lamar's missed time at the end of the season, each definitely last year and the year before, right? And so, yes, it's a different kind of offense. He's not taking as many hits, but that's why it's like yeah, yeah, Baltimore, Baltimore. But wait, we've seen this story before with injury. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we always appreciate you, loving the gear, <laughs> dripping, dripping nice, dripping nice with the purple. Hey. Just putting it out there for those who watch them later on tonight. Part of college football and the raps. Sam Macho has this serious royal purple jacket on with the purple tie, and he's also got kind of the the, the, the kind of the yeah, custard hey. shirt with it too. You see the drip swim team. Absolutely. What about hey, what about <laughs> Got to shout out to Tadashi. Shout out to shout out to my dog Tadashi, uh, the uh, artist uh, in the rap game. He got to say, you see the drip swim team. If I'm hey hey uh, hey, we got to switch to my in my high school.
school at a swim. I didn't swim. I played basketball. They come out the pool. You see the drip swim team. Hey, Tadashi. Shout out to you, my dog. That is tremendous. Not just dripping with the language or dripping with the suit. He is Sam Acho, always with that drip sexy Flash. each Flash. and every Friday. And he joins us in studio the ESPN football ads. You two are so juvenile. Hit him on Twitter. The Sam Acho joining us in studio on Freddie and Harry. I was appreciate your brother. Take care, my man. Awesome. Uh, he's always fantastic. He was here thanks to Ryo B. They are awesome, just like Sam Acho. And let me tell you why. This Saturday, make cleanup easy. You can do that as well with the Ryobi 18-volt, one-plus cordless leaf blower from the Home Depot. Speaking of somebody who was drip sexy, that was Damian Lillard from the Milwaukee Bucks. How much of that could be a portent of things to come in the NBA with him trying to get his first chip? That's next on Freddie and Harry, dripping sexy on ESPN Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on the Love Friday edition. A little Harryoke there from Harry Douglas. Presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80. I tell you, Smart Speed to keep Harry singing by saying play ESPN Radio. 15 minutes away, give or take a lie to when it comes to hit that number. Determined to put more money in your pocket by the time Monday rolls around. Based on NFL over-unders, we do that in about 15 minutes. Dame time was a good time last night for the Milwaukee Bucks and Damian Lillard. Even before the game, Giannis Antetokounmpo said, this is Dame's team. I don't mind playing second fiddle, but this is going to be Dame's team. And then he goes out there, 21 points in the first half, 37 points for the rest of the game. They beat Philadelphia. And he also talked about, I'm glad I don't have to do this alone anymore. Playing with vets and, you know, guys that see the game and, and recognize things that I would recognize in me not having to be the one responsible for it uh, was the, the first thing I noticed, you know, right away. Like, man, it's... This is going to help me be stronger for complete games, you know, instead of maybe wearing down sometimes because I can kind of, I don't want to say relax, but I don't have to be so out front all the time. How much do you think that Joel Embiid playing against those guys last night 
looked over that camaraderie that they already have between Damian Lillard and Giannis Antetokounmpo, and a little bit of him died inside with all the nonsense that he, he probably, and the Six are going through right now. Yeah, he probably said that could have been us. It could be me. Uh huh. With this accent, you know what I'm saying. But I, 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 I'll say this, Dame. Damien, and it, it, it could have been, been us. It could have been us. It could have been a little shot at, at the Blazers and them being young. And I understand that part of it, right? Because when you're playing with veteran players and you don't have to tell people every single thing, right? It's 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 a difference than playing with some veteran guys that <laughs> understand the game at a high level versus trying to get guys' mindset to get there because they're young. And witnessing that game last night, first of all, I thought it was a hell of a uh, debut for, for Dame Dollar. No doubt. And I'm tapping my wrist right now. I got my watch on, y'all. I don't go. normally have my watch on during the show, but I got my watch on right now, and I'm tapping it because it was mm-hmm. Dame time throughout that basketball game. Yeah. 14 points in the fourth quarter. But I think the biggest thing for me viewing that game was watching Giannis, and some people may frown upon this, but not me. Okay. Watching Giannis Give that ball to Dame and say, hey, this is all you. It's go time. Because he felt relaxed because now he could do that. right? It, it, all the weight's not on his shoulders. And like I said, some people will say, well, Giannis had to defer to Dame Dollar. Well, let me tell y'all guys about Giannis, just in case you didn't know. He's won Defensive Player of the Year. He's won an MVP. Talk, He's that's won an NBA championship. So Giannis's mindset right now is like, okay, I've been there and I've done this. Let me at times hand the keys over to Dame Dollar because I've never had this before. And he, he had a front row ticket right. to see Dame in Dame time because he hit clutch basket after clutch basket. And I know he, he, he just said to himself, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> There's a reason why, dating back to the contract that he just signed, right, that he wanted that thing to align up to, or to align yeah. with Damian Lillard's contract. He trusts that young man right That's now. And for point. them to have that trust and feel each other's game this early, it can be scary down the line. Yeah, no doubt. It Steve, really can. Steve Dancy hit us on Twitter at Coleman ESPN. And at H. Douglas about the Dame time and the debut for him in Milwaukee, he says, don't worry, my Sixers will see them a few more times. Steve and? <laughs> yeah. Okay. What is that supposed to mean? That, that, if your Sixers see them a few more times based on what we've seen so far and heard so far about the Sixers on the basketball court, it's going to be Dane time a lot against your Philadelphia 76ers. But I, I, give them, I give them credit, especially, you know, Tyrese Maxey, he balled out. Kelly Oubre Jr. coming off the bench, man, hit 27. By the, you know, you see, that was phenomenal. By the see what Kelly Oubre said to a fan? A fan was heckling no. him in the stands, and he goes, he goes, dude, how'd you get those tickets? Were you scamming people? And, and, and the whole section started <laughs> laughing at the guy, and the guy laughed at himself. He gave Kelly the thumbs up. Oubre gave him the thumbs up, and he went back out to playing basketball. I'm like, word of advice, <laughs> there's certain dudes that'll bring the comedy back at you when you heckle. Yeah. Kelly Oubre is that guy that never seems to run out of material against fans who are going to heckle him from the sidelines. Freddie, I still remember the day when I told a Kansas City Chiefs, now it's not you know proper for air. I remember what I told a Kansas City Chiefs fan okay. when I kick a Ryan Suckup, hit the ball uh, uh, in next of 16 degree weather Oof. to win us a game in Kansas City. I remember what I told him. I was slobbing and spitting all out, foaming out the mouth too when I was saying it because you know I meant it. But at minus 16, that didn't go far. That probably froze in midair. <laughs> two feet, not even two inches when it got out of your mouth. That probably froze right there. <laughs> minus, froze 16, <laughs> minus 16 degree, I wouldn't have been running my mouth to anybody. I've been running back into the locker room with that W as far as that goes. But I, but I would say this. Uh, Giannis and I think Damian Lillard, those guys are so mature. 
And a lot of people wonder, okay, we got these two superstars. How, how, how are things going to work? Right. When you trust one another at a high level and you have the ultimate respect for one another, it's going to work. And you brought up earlier, you know, the Miami Heat and, and D-Wade taking a step back. I think it's to that level a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right, because Giannis yeah. is still yeah. Giannis. Not saying D Wade wasn't D Wade, but at the point where Giannis is in his career, I think it's better than what where D Wade was at that time. No doubt about that. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Dame Little's debut with the Milwaukee Bucks, 37 points, including 39 points. Excuse me, the fourth most by a player in his first game with a franchise, and the most a player to be with the Milwaukee Bucks. He trails only Kyrie Irving. Kiki Vandeweghe and Will Chamberlain, who made the list by having 43 points when they debuted with their respective teams. Damien even talked about, you know what? When the big moments happen, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I came in knowing what was expected of me, you know, when these type of situations came. And um, I've been in enough of those situations where I know it's probably not going to always be me making a shot or taking a shot. But um, they're encouraging me to be the person to take control and make decisions and decide what's going to happen in those moments. And that's what I'm here to do. They're encouraging me to take those moments and take those moments by the throat. If Joel Embiid heard that right now, he's probably thinking, yeah, they tried to do that with my guy, and he did not take control of the moment when it comes to James Harden. Just seeing that last night, because I look at two other players that are going to compete in the East on a different team when it comes to the Boston Celtics. It looks like at times Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown do not like each other that they do not want to be a part of the same universe when it comes to trying to help the Celtics win a championship. Damian Lillard has not even been there a hot second. And you could clearly tell that camaraderie, that whole bringing things together, coming together as a teammate. Hey, what about this? What about that? That automatically was there from game one. And yeah, it's not going to be a portent of things for the future, but if that's what it looked like in game one, then what's it really going to look like? when those two get even more familiar with each other's game and with each other's name down in Milwaukee. And I'll tell you what it is, Freddie, to be honest. It's the maturity of the Milwaukee Bucks. It's a team that has been there and done that and won at a high level. It's the confidence in who they are as a basketball team, right? Collectively as a group, but also as individuals that no one on that roster, including Giannis, feels inferior to a guy named Damian Lillard who comes right. in, or you don't have guys worried about this young man taking the spotlight. The ultimate goal is to win. Mm-hmm. The ultimate goal is to get along with your teammates, and it also be shared on the basketball court. That That's what I give a lot of credit for when it comes to, to the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. And we can't ignore this fact, right, because mm-hmm. Adrian Griffin is a rookie head coach. For him to be able to... You know, continue to have that environment says a lot about his imprint to me on that basketball team and those players. Yeah, I will say this for the Philadelphia 76ers. They looked a lot happier on the court without you know who there. Yep, they did. Tobias Yep, they did. Not yes, they did. Yep, they did. Yeah, they did. Tyrese Maxey, like you mentioned, he was balling out. Tobias Harris had his moments. Joel Embiid, they looked a lot happier not having you know who out there getting in the way and dominating the basketball because this is not going to be an offense for James Harden with Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse believes in sharing the basketball, making that ball pop, not about isolation basketball, breaking down your man. If you're breaking down your man, it's because he has found a mismatch that can work in his favor and he's going to wear that mismatch out. But other than that, pop the ball around. Don't be in the same spot. Make sure the defense has to search you out. Don't make it easier for the defense. 
even though they lost, there were plenty of dudes that looked a lot happy, a lot happier with James Harden not being there, being told to stay home by the Philadelphia 76ers in that organization. And I think this is another year, right, for Tyrese Maxey and his growth. I think that's only going to allow him to grow as a player, no orchestrating doubt. this offense, being at the forefront of things. I understand Joel. this is Joel Embiid's team, mm-hmm. but for point guard play, when you're missing a James Harden and him not being out there, I think the growth of Tyrese Maxey continues, right? right? And he's a guy who hasn't signed a new deal yet, so <laughs> when he does... It's going to be massive because they trust him orchestrating things. They trust him scoring the basketball when he needs to be a scorer as well. Dennis in South Carolina at 888-729-3776. He wants to weigh in on this from the Palmetto State. Dennis, what you got for us on Freddie and Harry, part of the Dr. Pepper call in line? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously Damian's just a little bit different than Kevin Durant and, and uh, James Harden and Kyrie Irving. You know, when those three guys get together, I mean, it just felt like it was all about them. It wasn't like James uh, LeBron James going down to Miami and, and running with Chris Bosh and, and uh, D Wade. And that's a big difference. I mean, and unless you can get to that point where Damian Lillard, Lillard's at, I mean, you're, you're never going to have a big three or you're going to have a hot mess like that in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 I think the most important, the, the most important thing though is the unselfishness, right? Mm-hmm. And the ability to understand that, it's a team game. I think when you look at the Brooklyn Nets and what they had, there's there was a lot of individuality no doubt. into that, and, right. and that caused it not to work. I don't think you see that with the Milwaukee Bucks, and part of it is, like I mentioned, mm-hmm. it's because they've won their maturity and the respect that they have 1 through 15. They're not unintelligent when it comes to team concept. And I thought that was definitely the case with Brooklyn Nets. I'm not placing blame on anybody. It was a collective situation in Brooklyn. Yep. They did not handle that in an intelligent, rightful manner. Day one, game one, we've already seen that from the Milwaukee Bucks with Damian Lillard. Everyone got to be on the same page, man. Yeah, well, not, you have to be on the same yeah, page. And if you're not on the same page, then, then you have too many sides being taken. And you know what happens? Yep. <laughs> Divided house. It's always going to fall flat when it's all said and done. Keep weighing in at triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Hit us up anytime you want and be a part of Freddie and Harry Nation on the Dr. Pepper call in line. But it's time for us to make sure that by the time Monday rolls around, you got more money in your pocket. Courtesy of when we hit that number and over and unders. This is the Freddie and Harry Podcast on ESPN Radio. It is the Love Friday edition of Freddie and Harry. I'm Freddie Coleman. He's Harry Douglas, presented by Progressive Insurance. Appreciate you joining us on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, ESPN Radio. And always tell your smart speaker as well to play that ESPN Radio. We do it each and every Friday. It's all about me and Harry making sure that your bank account is not going to be less. It's going to be more when Monday rolls around. We do a little thing we call Hit That Number, where we do Week 8 NFL Over-Unders. We're determined to make sure you got that money in your pocket because you would pay attention to us if you know what is good for you. So we bring in our boy Devin Kane. He's going to throw the numbers at us. We have some flow underneath us, and it's all about making sure that you have more money in your pocket by the time Monday morning rolls around. Freddie Coleman, you're up first. Okay. Tyreek Hill, Dolphins, taking on the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Over under 89.5 receiving yards for Tyreek Hill. What say you? A little over. 
I think he gets close to 100 but not go past 100. This Patriots defense is really good. That secondary is not bad, even though they missed their top draft pick who got injured early this year, the kid out of Oregon. That, that's a big, big loss. They've been able to handle that. They're going to make him work for it like they did in the first meeting. So, And that, by the way, that's a game that Harry Douglas, he's going to be calling part of football action on Sunday. Dolphins hosting the Patriots. Cubs begin at noon Eastern time on select ESPN radio stations. So I'll say that he'll get that over, but it's not going to be over, over. Because the last time these two met, Jalen Waddle led them in receiving yards at 86. He'll get 100, but that's it for Tyreek Hill. I'm going to go under with this one. Right. we got to remember Tyreek Hill is coming into this game. If he plays with a hip injury, right, it's been limited in practice. Mm. And I would say this, when I look at the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick, and I know this defense is going to try to eliminate the big play, that's another factor into this deal as well. Last game these two teams played, he had five receptions for 40, 40 yards. yards. Yeah. So that's why I'm going to go under. All right, this is a big one for the fandom of uh, the staff here, Harry. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. Over-under, Zach Wilson. .5 passing touchdowns. He just needs to get one to go over. What do you say? <laughs> oh, boy, 2023 for you. Uh, I'm going to go over. <laughs> and the reason why I'm going to go over is because the defensive coordinator of the New York football giants, Wink Martindale, you are who you have been your entire career as a coach. His mm-hmm. DNA is blitzing, putting his corners on islands. Uh, on an island, and when I look at a guy like Garrett Wilson, he could take advantage of that man coverage. So I, I have, you know, Zach Wilson with at least one. So over. Yeah, I, I think he winds up getting two when it's all said and done. Because to your point, he's going to get one on one coverage on the outside. You get a chance to get Garrett Wilson. I think a tight end have a touchdown catch as well. His last two games, he is thirty eight out of fifty nine for three hundred and eighty five yards. I know he has not thrown a touchdown. He's going to break that streak. He gets at least two. I'll take the over on Zach Wilson at that point five passing touchdowns against the Giants. All right, so this next one was uh, – it caught my eye because it was the high, one of the highest point totals of the week. Okay. And I, the two teams featured, I was wondering, okay, maybe it's because they don't have great defenses. But <laughs> over under 46.5 points mm. in Bears-Chargers. Freddie? Well, Justin Fields has been ruled out again, so the pride of the Pennsylvania State Athletic Conference. That's right, my conference from Mansfield University. That's where I went, and Tyson Bajan, he went to Shepard. Peace Sack will be in the house once again, baby, against the Los Angeles Chargers. That's right, represent, represent, representing. I'm going to take the over on this one because, Devin, you said it. Both of these defenses are not any good. The Chargers defense may be a little bit better than the Bears, but that's not saying anything. There are going to be points out there. If the Bears can get 30 against the Raiders, the Chargers defense not better than the Raiders. I think we'll get at least 30. I'll take the over-under involving both of these teams at 46-and-a-half. This is a no-brainer for me. I'm going with the over because both of these defenses have been Casper the Friendly Ghost. That means non-existent, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. So why would I not go with the over in this one? All right, Harry, Jordan Addison, over-under 58-and-a-half receiving yards. The Vikings are taking on the Packers. What do you say? Oh, you know I do my homework, right? Y'all know I do my homework. So as I'm watching the game last week, the Denver Broncos at the time versus the Green Bay Packers, I keep noticing that Russell Wilson and Cortland Sutton kept going to this matchup, kept going at a corner. And his name is Carrington Valentine. That's because you had, you know, Jair Alexander not being out there. He's a little injured right now. I don't know if he's going to play. And if he does play, you know, I think it's a back injury or whatnot then it could be some iffiness there. 
that's one guy that they can attack in the secondary. There's a reason why Jordan Addison was a first-round draft pick. There's a reason why he won the Belitnikoff Award. And also, can we not forget he had seven catches for 123 yards, two touchdowns on Monday Night Football versus the San Francisco 49ers. They're going to pick on Valentine. It is not even damn Valentine's Day mm-hmm. if he's out there on the football field. Well, it's going to be Love Friday for Jordan Addison on Sunday. I'm over. with you. It completely, love completely Friday. over. That's all. I don't need to add any more to that here part of hitting that number week eight NFL over unders Harry Douglas Freddie Coleman together on ESPN radio once again here's Devin Kane all right Freddie let's uh let's go back to this Giants Jets game uh uh-huh. Dalvin Cook earlier this week he wasn't happy with the amount of carries he's getting so let's do a little prop on him okay. shall we Dalvin Cook over under 14 and a half rushing yards for the Jets running back what do you say yeah he'll get over he'll get 30 <laughs> he'll have about seven carries for 30 <laughs> yards. He'll double that over-under. He might feel a little better. He may not. But, yeah, I'll take the over on that when it comes to Dalvin Cook, 14 and a half rushing yards. Yeah, I'm going to go over as well. When I'm looking at the last four games, he had 12 last week, the week before 23, 16, and 18 the prior week. Yeah, I'm going to go over. Okay. I mean, 14 and a half yards is not hard yeah, to get. It seemed like a sucker's bet, to be honest with you. You're right. All right, let's squeeze one more in real quick. <laughs> Harry. Trevor Lawrence, over yep. under one and a half passing touchdowns. They're taking on the Steelers in a sneaky good game that uh, I don't think a lot of yeah. people are talking about. Yeah. Ooh. I'm going to go over. I think this offense have, have found their niche. I think the Jaguars as a football team collectively have starting to ascend in the right direction. Mm-hmm. That's why they're 5-2 and two right now. So I'm going to go over with T-Law. He showed us tremendous courage last week playing on Thursday Night Football with that knee injury. So over. I'm going to say under. He'll get one, but it won't get two. That Steelers defense, they got a bunch of filthy McNasties over there led by T.J. Watt. And they can also rush the passer from in the middle. I'm going to say he gets one, but he doesn't get that two. He doesn't get that three. That's how good that Steelers defense really, really is. The best game of the weekend may not have the best quarterback story. And also, the best story in the NBA does not reside in Los Angeles, the Los Angeles Lakers. We'll get to both of those things next if you keep it here on Freddie and Harry. The Freddie and Harry Podcast.